as you make Christ the Lord of your life, the show enough Lord of your life, you're going to see change that you've never seen before, but he has to have the battle. He has to be the Lord. Hello everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to our Wednesday night hour of power, also known as our Wednesday night learning center here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Tonight is a very special presentation, and I do pray that wherever you are, whether you're listening live or whether you're watching the replay, I do pray that you will really experience the power and presence of God right where you are. And I'm telling you that the Lord has a very special word for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about fables, idols, or we can say idols, fables, and lords. Idols, fables, and lords. So you want to stick around and you really want to hear this. So first of all, let's go ahead and say a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you've given us to gather around your word. Lord, we do pray that you would speak to us tonight expressly by your spirit and that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. We love you tonight and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the message uh, into our short message tonight of idols, fables and lords. So first of all, what is an idol? Of course, I've taken a moment to uh, look that up for us. Uh, the word idol really is an image or representation of a God uh, used as an object of worship by a person. It's something that people would worship. It's, an, it's a representation. Back in Bible times, they would, they would have maybe a stone statue there or wooden or maybe even a gold or silver statue. And they said that this is the object of my worship. Now, the word idol also means a person or a thing that is greatly admired or loved, greatly admired or loved. So that can take it from a stone statue. And uh, we can also see that in terms of a person, people can also be an idol, something greatly admired, something greatly loved, something that really has all of your attention, something that really has all of your focus. So take a moment and think about that. Are there any idols in your life? Someone or something that can really have your attention. Now, here's one way really uh, that I can give you uh, to know whether or not that you have any idols there. Think about it for a moment. Um, where are, as we said before, where are your thoughts going? Where are the majority of your thoughts going? What are you thinking about now or what have you been thinking about? What has your thought life? All right. Secondly, what has your time? What has your time? You know, what, what do you always find your hands doing? Always, uh, you're always working on something. So what has your thoughts? What has your time? And thirdly, somebody already guessed it. I heard you. Uh, what has your money? What has your money? Where's all your money going? All right. This is where you will find uh, where you have that true devotion. 
you will find uh, the object of your worship. Uh, when something has your thoughts, where are your thoughts going? And two, uh, after your thoughts, well, what are you working on a lot? What do you find your hands doing so much? And thirdly, where is your money going? Your thoughts, your actions, and your money. This is where you will find really what's at the very center of your life. What's at the center of your life? Well, I pray that the object of your affection is the Lord Jesus Christ, that he has your mind, that he has your time, and that he has your, your actions, uh, you know, um, your money. Uh, I, I pray that that is the case. If that is not the case, then let's go back and rethink and let's refocus because you could be harboring or working with an idol you could have something in your life that is above the lord remember uh there in the ten commandments the lord said you will have no other gods before me very first commandment second commandment much like it don't make any images graven images don't bow down and and don't worship them you see in our world today we can have a lot of idols our car can be an idol our our our, our job can be an idol money of course can be an idol again it is something that takes your thoughts uh, what is taking your thoughts and and it's something that takes your time and something that takes your money you know, and if these things are above the Lord, then we've got an issue. We've really got a concern, something we've got to repent upon, and we've really got to give that thing before the Lord, all right? Because if there's anything in our lives that's, putting, that's pushing Jesus away, that's bad. Because remember, Jesus is the light. He's the light, and he is the truth. So if we're pushing truth away, we're pushing the light away, then what are we actually letting into our lives? All right, so tonight we're talking about idols, uh, we're talking about fables, and we're going to talk about lords. So we've dealt with idols just for a moment. Now let's deal with fables. Well, fables, as you know, it's just some, some type of story or some type of fiction that is not necessarily true. Most of it, it is not. It's stories that we make up. And people have really uh, conjured God in their own image. You think about it. They say, well, God wouldn't do this or, or God wouldn't do that. God wouldn't do this. They're, they're trying to make up God in their image and in their own image and in their own likeness. And their opinions about the Lord is not based in scripture. And most of it is really based in modern culture and how the culture is trying to uh, mold God into the image, how they're trying to mold Jesus Christ in, in their image. You know, he's a good man. You know, he's a, he's a good friend. You know, me and Jesus got our, we got our own thing going. He understands, he understands. But listen, most of what they're saying, if not all of what they're saying, is not based in scripture. It's based on what their friends have said, what's happening on television. They have not known the biblical Jesus, the real Jesus, and knowing the real Jesus will give us real victory in our lives. So check up again. Are you serving an idol? Uh, something that looks like God maybe, but it's not really him. Are you serving fables? And I've known people that, that have gotten their theology or their thoughts concerning God from 
again, from television, uh, from popular movies, or from blogs or articles, but have not taken the time to learn exactly what the Father said in the Bible, in the Word of God. So, my friend, please don't allow that uh, to be you. But, of course, we're right here in Bible study tonight. And we're in the word of God. So we're going to learn what the Lord says. And uh, we're not going to be taken away uh, with those that do those that those who do those things. Now, the last thing we want to talk about again tonight, we're talking about uh, idols. We're talking about fables. And really, we're talking about lords. What Lord are you serving? You know, Jesus talked about, he said, you can't serve both God and mammon. You can't serve both God and money. He said, you're going to love the one and you're going to hate the other. You're going to cling to the one or you're going to despise the other. You, you can't do both at the same time. You, you, you're going to only have one Lord of your life. Now, I'm asking you tonight. And you really have to make that decision because, you know, it's just you and I. We're just, <laughs> it's just you and I. Maybe you have someone else uh, watching with you. I pray that's a loved one or a friend. But listen, so let's just, let's just be honest and let's just be real because we can't truly uh, grow from where we are by deceiving our own selves. So we're talking about lordship. As you talk about lordship, we're talking about ownership. We're talking about uh, rulership or we're talking about uh, someone that is leading. So is Christ leading your life? Is he ruling your life? Is he governing your life? Now that's a big question. And let me tell you, it's a loaded question. Because many people would say, holler out, yes, 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 Jesus is the Lord of my life. He is ruling my life. But let me ask you, is that true all the time? Oh, now we get, now we think we're getting somewhere there. Because remember that as we confess our faults, confess our sins before him, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've just got to be honest before the Lord. You know, we can have these, uh, these pseudo comments or we can take these uh, positions and we we think it's one way but when we when the rubber hits the road or when the pressure's on who is really the lord of your life who really controls your decisions who are you really allowing to influence you on a day-to-day -day basis not just when things are good but who are you allowing to influence you when things uh get rough when our feathers get ruffled, so to speak, when the pressure is on, who is your Lord? Well, you determine that uh, in the peace times, uh, should I say, in the peace times when nothing is really going on and you declare the Lord as your, or as, as your Lord and Savior and you're praying in line with that. You're praying in line with that. Hallelujah. So we'll talk more about that. But here again, tonight we're talking about idols, fables, and we're talking about lords, lords or lordship. We need to get these things together. Get them, uh, get these uh, three areas together or get these thoughts together because that's really going to determine the amount of victory that you will have in this life. Now, let me give you one uh, very powerful scripture, often overlooked, but let me tell you this scripture. It's in the book of James. So look, let's go ahead and look at this. James, the fourth chapter. Now, I want you to observe this. James, the fourth chapter, verses six, seven, and eight. James four, six, seven, and eight. 
And it says this, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resist the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, and uh, what does it say? Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, uh, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Look at verse number seven. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Then it says, period. Uh, then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. All right, so there are a lot of people that say, you know, I got devil problems. I got devil this thing going wrong and that thing's going on in my life and, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. Now, listen, there are times of great warfare. Let me tell you, I know what I'm talking about. There are times of great warfare, but even in great warfare, what's being tested is your submission to the Father. It's being uh, your submission to the Father's will in times of great warfare. So even the one that is really submissive Submitted to the Lord. I mean, really just sold out to Jesus. There is, there are times, should I say, there are times of great warfare. Well, look in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, truly submitted to God, God himself in the flesh. See, submitted, he was submitted to the will of God, but yet and still in the garden of Gethsemane, he asked the father, father, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, let not my will, but let your will be done. The time of great warfare, time of great warfare, where your submission to God is being tested. But listen, when it is tested and you come out of that thing, there's always promotion on the other side. Now, that being said, if we are not submitted to the Lord in times of great warfare and pressure, we're simply going to crack. We're going to fall. And you'll find this to be true. The greater your submission to the Father, the greater your submission to his will, the more power you will have to resist the devil. Let me say that again. The greater the submission that you have to the Father's will, the greater uh, the power you will have to resist the enemy. The greater, you'll, the greater or the more power or dominance you'll have over the adversary. Think about it for a moment as well. If we are full of light and we are coming against the darkness, well, then we're not gonna have, a, we're not, we're not gonna have very much issue. If we are light coming against the darkness, simply when you show up, darkness has to flee. But if there is darkness within us, if there is evil within us and we go into the place trying to say, devil, you know, you know, you need to get out of here. Well, he's simply going to look at you because he sees what he sees himself inside of you and he's not going to move. But the more Christ you have in you, the more the the more authority will be released to you. Uh, from the father to defeat the enemy on every side. So listen to that verse again. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. That's our part. Submit. We submit ourselves to God and we then resist the devil. Now notice that we resist the devil and he, the devil will flee. He will flee. So the greater submission you have to the Father, I mean, that's not even a warfare there, is it? You submitting to the Father 
and you resisting the enemy and the enemy is fleeing. Now, this resisting may happen. It, it may not be just like that. Just like we love the microwave sort of mentality, don't we? We want our results fast. Isn't that true? We want we want it now. We want it now. But sometimes resistance can take hours. It can take days. It can take a month. It can take months. It may take years. God forbid. But resistance is simply you're saying no to the enemy and you are saying yes to the Lord. You're saying yes to his will. And often you are declaring what God said. You are declaring the word of God in your life. You are declaring the word of God in your life. Now, uh, we can say again, no to the enemy, basically, and yes to the Lord. We're declaring what God said. But listen, sometimes the highest form of resistance is just ignoring. It's just ignoring. When you are just ignoring, devil, I'm not even hearing you. Um, I, I've heard what they said. I've heard what the doctor said. I've, I've heard what social opinion says. I'm not even going to listen to you because I'm hearing what the father is saying. I'm not even going to give that uh, give that a, a comment. I'm, I'm not even going to respond to it. I'm just going to ignore that. You fight with yourself. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to um, uh, to give it time or thought. I'm going to ignore that and just focus on what the Lord said. Well, you're resisting the enemy, and you'll see that uh, he will begin to flee from you. His power will begin to wane and wane and go smaller and smaller until it goes away altogether. Sometimes it, uh, you can also observe this in times of argument or fussing or fighting. You know, the other person is going to find it hard just to stay there and fight with themselves. And when when you don't play ball with them, when you when you when you don't uh, argue with them, they'll just find that you'll see where they'll just just quiet on down and eventually just just walk away. That's all there is to it. So, but first you must be secure in your position. You must be secure in your beliefs. You must know what the Lord said and you must be fully convinced. Again, it says, the Bible says, submit yourselves unto God. I can't submit you. Uh, you can't submit me before the Father. I have to submit myself. You have to submit yourself. My friend, you have to submit yourself to God. Now that's all of you. Submit your entire self to him. Now, here again, in this culture, my God, in this culture, there's not a lot of people that want to give their whole life to the Lord, that want to give their whole self unto the Lord. And see, that's going to be really the difference. In the last days, and we'll talk about that in a few moments, in the last days, deception is going to be so great as it is right now. And part of that deception is that I can uh, name the name of Jesus, but live any way I want to live. I can I can live a quote unquote Christian life before others, but still I can do what I want to do. God understands. See, that's deception. That doesn't even sound right. Does it sound right to you? It doesn't sound right to me. Remember, Jesus told us, hey, we've got to take up our cross and follow after him. This Christian life, it is not easy. 
It is full of challenges. And every step of the way, we're going to have to be leaning and relying on the power and presence of God. If you're doing this thing right, let me say it now. If you are doing this thing right, you're going to find pressure. You're going to find moments of pressure. You're going to find uh, moments of suffering at different times. When you want to do something, but you're, but you, you're not allowing yourself to do what you want, Want, but you are allowing the Father's will to be done in your life, that's a measure of suffering. When your body is crying out, when you want to yell out, you want to lash out, you really want to let them have it, but you know, hey, that's not the right thing to do. I'm going to follow and I'm going to follow what Jesus says. I'm going to uh, I'm going to live the life that he has planned for me to live. You know, that's a measure of suffering. When you're pulling your flesh back and you're offering yourself before the Lord. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's like you had many times you'll have to hang on that cross. You'll have to hang on that cross. Now remember, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He's our perfect example. You can't get any better. He hung on that cross not because of his sins. He didn't have any. He hung on the cross for us, for our sins. It was the innocent that died for the guilty so the guilty could be innocent, could be made innocent. So when Jesus hung on that cross, he was innocent of the charges. Absolutely. Pilate even saw that and testified that this man has done nothing wrong, but yet and still he hung on that cross. Accusation after accusation, but he hung on that cross. And uh, when they questioned him, he did not say one word. He trusted in the father. That's that's incredible. That's an incredible uh, testimony and also an incredible amount of pressure, incredible amount of pressure. There are times when you will have to hold your peace. Now, I'm not sure who I'm talking to tonight, who the spirit of the Lord is talking to, but there are times when you are absolutely right, when you have done nothing wrong, but they still nah, 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 nah. Those mouth, those jaws are going, 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 going. And you know that you've got a cannon right here. And you know that just a few words could solve the situation. But you also feel the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. And you're saying, Lord, yeah, that's not your will for me to do this. That's not your will. I'm going to hold back and I'm going to trust you for my deliverance. I'm going to trust you for my salvation. Thinking again about the life of Jesus when they were taking him for the time of crucifixion. You know, Peter whipped out a sword. Yes, he did. He, Peter whipped out a sword and said, um, you know, well, well, he, what did he do? He, he clipped the high priest's uh, ear, one of the soldiers' ear off, right? Jesus, you know, picks the ear back up and pops it on the man's head and, and, uh, and, and heals him. And he said, Peter, don't you know that I could call down 12 legions of angels? Don't you know that I could do something about this now? I feel this persecution in my family. I feel this persecution. I feel the things that are going on with me. I feel it. I know it's real, but I know my destiny and I know what God has called me to do. I'm telling you, my friend, as you do that, I'm not sure who the Lord is talking to, but as you do that and as you allow the Lord to uh, to fight for you, as you allow him to fight your battle and as you allow him just to take the reins and as you say, Father, you know what? Um, I hear what they're saying and, and, I, and, and I know what's going on now, but I 
but I determine in my heart to submit myself to you and you will fight this battle for me. This battle belongs to you. And see, yes, Lord, that's another thing. We've got to give the battle back to the Father. You've got to give it back to him. We've been picking the battle up and, and trying to swing our little sword around and just been um, just making life miserable. And you've been doing that for years and it's still and it's still the same thing. Isn't that awful that you can be arguing arguing with someone for years in the same situation with the same boss and all that stuff and you're fighting and warring and you're fighting and you're warring and you can't sleep and you or you can't eat and the body is going through changes and nothing seems to get better. Money is getting funny and your honey is... I can't think of another um, anywhere. Anyway, but these things are happening right now and it's not getting any better. Let me tell you, stop fighting it. Give the battle back to the Lord. Declare, Father, I give this battle back to you. I give the battle back to you. I give this battle back to you. Let me tell you, who is the Lord talking to? He's talking to the one that's tired of struggling in this. You know you've done this thing. You know you struggled and you've cried and you have wept and you have moaned and nothing has changed and even you're asking God, what do I do? Here's your word. Give the battle back to the Lord. And as you do that, what happens? The Lord goes before you. The Lord goes before you. Just like in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, what the Lord tells the people of God to do. He told them, hey, let's go ahead and send out the singers. Uh, the man of God said, hey, put the singers out front. Let them begin to praise the Lord. Let them begin to exalt the Lord. So instead of sending the army out, uh, first he sends the praisers out first. Now, of course, if you know anything about war, you, why would you send the people out worshiping before the people that had the swords and the bows and arrows and all of that. It seemed like you would want to win. In order to win, you would send out those who had the armament. But no, the battle was not theirs. The battle was God's. And so because they knew it was the Lord's, they began to praise him. They began to worship him. They began to exalt him, knowing that he was the one who could give them victory. And you know, as the case what, as the case goes on there in 2 Chronicles, as they began to praise the Lord, what happened? The enemy began to uh, slay themselves. They began to uh, destroy themselves. They began to uh, kill one another. And the battle was won that day, not by sword, or we can say not by insult, but as they gave the battle back to the Lord. The Lord set an ambush. The Lord did it. So that's what I want to tell you tonight. Uh, there was so much more. And boy, I'm telling you, I pray you got something out of that. Um, there's so much more. So our time is really about out. So, But we're going to pick this up on next week as we talk about uh, idols, fables, and lords. And I really need you to understand. And I really need you to pray. And ask the Lord uh, to be the Lord of your life. Ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And really confess before him, Lord, that, that has not always been the case. I have not always given you my will. I have not always given you my, my worship and my devotion. I've not given you my thinking. 
Hmm? I'm not giving you my actions. My, that is, my mind has not been on the word. I have not done things for you. And uh, you definitely have not had my money. So begin to give the Lord praise and begin to worship him and begin to repent before him. And let me tell you, you're going to see that enemy turn around from you. You're going to see brighter days coming. Uh, this is, these are not uh, empty prophetic words. I'm telling you what's about to happen in your life as you make Christ the Lord of your life the show enough Lord of your life you're going to see change that you've never seen before but he has to have the battle he has to be the Lord and not some made-up fable idolistic sort of something it has to be about Jesus make him the Lord of your life today only he can make a way well, I pray that you have enjoyed our time together here on our Wednesday night hour of power. I pray that you guys are excited about the word and that you've gotten something out of the word today. Uh, if you are watching on the YouTube, make sure you hit that little like button there. Uh, give us a thumbs up. And it, of course, it always encourages us. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe today. And when you do subscribe, hit that little uh, bell so that you can be be notified whenever we put out another uh, message or uh, you know great word from the Lord every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock we're in here we're here live so you can get that Wednesday night at 6 we're here live and we plan very soon on Fridays you get a special three-minute uh, video and it's a devotional video uh, just some highlights of different messages I believe the Lord told me to put them together for you and so I'm gonna do it and we'll put those out maybe uh, starting next week or so but until next time remember Jesus loves you and so do we choose him as your Lord today only he can make a way we'll see you next week and we love you see you next time we pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.